This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Lay your head down on my shoulder, don't hold it in your hands. Tell me all your troubles and I'll try to understand. I know your heart's still tender and I know that it still hurts. But things can only get better when it seems they can't get any worse. And welcome to the Fighting Stigma Show here on Free FM 89.0, independent community media, and also on Raglan Community Radio, Arrow FM, Otago Access Radio, and Radio Kidnappers. So I'm your host, Dave Vanessa, and how you doing? Like, it's the middle of April. It's like almost like, what, about to be Easter. Like, tomorrow is Good Friday. Are you ready for the rest of this month to, like, jump past, especially if you have school kids, because I'm pretty sure the school holidays start right now. So if that's you, I hope you're all prepared for either a long, relaxing weekend or like you've got some fun things you're doing with the kids. What I want to talk about today is being prepared to make sure you take care of your self-care when you're really busy or when there's challenging things going on. Self-care in face of adversity is kind of like how I was thinking about it for myself. Which, And it doesn't have to be bad adversity. It's like in face of it being difficult and it's not easy. Because I find that one of the things that happens is when we get really busy, looking after ourselves is the things we put down and the thing we don't focus on. And that can have a really dramatically bad effect for us. So that's what I want to talk all about today. But before I get into that juiciness, I want to have a quick word about our sponsor, Progress to Health. Progress to Health believes in creating communities without barriers and to achieve that we tailor supports to adults experiencing mental health and or disabilities based on their goals to encourage recovery, independence and community involvement. Progress to Health has teams that provide peer support, recovery education, workshops, employment preparation and support, including navigation with other services. Service users are allocated a community support facilitator on referral depending on their goals to mental recovery and achievement. We have offices in Hamilton, Tokoroa and New Plymouth. So if that sounds like something you or someone you know might be interested in and you are in the Waikato DHB region, Taranaki or Taupo, um, then have a listen to this ad I'm about to play um, for Progress to Health and get in touch with us. At Progress to Health, we provide a range of support for those who have experienced mental illness. People who have dealt with mental illness and associated disabilities are supported holistically to maximise their potential. We want to empower your journey to recovery. Check out our website, www.progresstohealth.org.nz or call us free on 0800 77 57 57. Now, don't stress if you missed any of those contact details. I will play that ad again at the very end of the show. And so if you think, hey, Progress to Health is something that would be really good for myself or someone else you care about, you'll be able to hand, get those details and hand them on. Okay, so self-care in the face of adversity. 
And so like by adversity, I mean kind of like things that make self-care not be the first thing you think about. So it can be, it could just be you're really busy or it could be that something's really challenging. It could be that your mental and emotional health is taking a hit. It could be your physical health is taking a hit and it's like you're not doing as well. One of the things that I've talked about in the last over the last couple of months, I know I've shared during the Fighting Sigma show, is that we've been renovating at our house. So I live with my mum. We own our house together. And we decided, I don't know why we decided to do all of this at once. I haven't ever renovated a house before, so I had no idea kind of what the impact of this would be like. And I don't know if I'd change it if I did it again. But we renovated our kitchen, our laundry, and our bathroom all at the same time. And so what that meant is that for pretty much eight weeks, we had no kitchen, laundry, or bathroom. All we had in our house for running water um, inside the house and that was actually working was the toilet because our toilet is separate so we were able to stay in the house there wasn't any issue with that we sent up a camp kitchen and our, la- and our, um, and our library which is pretty much the conservatory and because we go camping so we had a lot of the things that you needed to be able to actually still make food and do everything like that and it's we had running water we had to go outside to the tap outside it was that sort of stuff if we wanted to have a shower we had to go to a friend's house if we wanted to wash our clothes we had to go to a friend's house or go to the laundromat to have uh, clean our teeth in morning and night, we had to use um, a bucket with some water in it. Like it was, there was a lot of kind of things that were a bit different. But because, as I said, we like camping, we kind of thought it would be fine. And so there was a lot of things we had to take into account and we'd look after. But the one thing that I completely and utterly failed to think about was that so much of my self-care is done through routine through physical reminder of like the thing that I need to do being right in front of me and my self-care went through completely out the window and it was not so much that things got really hard it was just that actually the way I could do things normally do things I couldn't anymore and because I was no longer legitimately thinking hey every night you need to do xyz I, I stopped doing them because actually the thing to remind me no longer existed because our bathroom was removed and our kitchen was pretty much a hole in the wall. And so there was none of this stuff to kind of let me know, kind of, hey, you need to go, you need to have a shower every night or you need to make sure you clean your teeth and do some stretches while you're cleaning your teeth. Because what I'd always do is whilst brushing my teeth at night, I'd stand there and do some of my calf stretches that I need to do. And because now I'm literally using like a bowl with some water or a cup with some water in it and clean my teeth. I just do that sitting on my bed. So I completely forgot to do that. And it was really interesting kind of having a talk because actually everything got really, really hard for me and I had a bit of a um, anxiety meltdown um, a couple of weeks ago now and things just were not great. And I, when, I, when I was talking to someone about like kind of what had gone on, they're like, well, there's a lot going on in life. Like it's not just the renovations. There's a bunch of other things. And I went, yeah, I, I thought I was coping, everything was fine. But what I recognized after the fact, it was the fact that my self-care routine went completely out the window because of the renovations, and I didn't recognize that. Like, I didn't make a plan. Like, because I made a plan for, like, how to make food, made a plan, plan for how I was going to get a, have a shower and clean my clothes. Like, I had all these plans. I didn't make a plan for, well, what happens if I'm not sleeping well? Because actually what I normally do if I'm not sleeping well is I go ha- soak in the bath. <laughs> we didn't have a bathroom <laughs> like it had walls and that was it like it didn't even have a ceiling for one point actually it didn't have walls for one point actually like it was just a hollow space 
Like there was, there was no way, and the person whose house I was going to, they, they didn't have a bath. Or actually, even that being said, like even if I went to someone's house who had a bath, there is a lot a difference between soaking in someone's bath at someone else's house, and then getting up, putting on clothes, and driving back to your own house. It is no longer as relaxing as having a bath at your own house, putting on your nighty, and kind of stumbling to your bedroom and lying down and going to sleep pretty much instantly. So it's just some of the really simple self-care things that I hadn't recognized what I really need to be doing and I realized actually we've just finished daylight saving so for a lot of people like it, that can be quite triggering like there's a, a lot of like our bodies just feel a bit different maybe you're someone who really really likes daylight first thing in the morning and now it's actually getting quite dark maybe you're someone who really liked that sort of like six to seven go for a walk and bright sunshine and now we're kind of, the sun's coming down now right it's like what's what are the things? And also, like, we're actually, we're, we're at Easter. It's about to be Anzac Day. We're going to be in May. Like, school holidays are happening again. It's, we're, we're, edu- we're in autumn, right? Like, it's, the weather's getting colder. We're going to start having some yucky weather. Like, it's getting ourselves ready for what are the things that are going to start distracting us from our self-care so that we have a really solid foundation and things that remind us of the self-care we need to be doing. Because what I've worked out is that it's so important to have more than one type of reminder for the importance, the important things in your self-care schedule. Obviously, everyone's a bit different about what they what they need and what makes a difference for them. I always base everything on Tifari Tapafal. I know I've talked about that before on Fighting Stigma, all about the Maori model of health, Tifari Tapafal, um, that was designed by Sue Mason Jury. And so, if you picture a fuddy, so a house, right? So just four walls and a roof, right? And each wall or each cornerstone represents one aspect of your well-being. And so Tifari Tapafa divides it into four types. I know there's different models that have multiple types and totally great to use those as well. I just I find fours really easy for my brain to remember. So there's physical health, your mental and emotional health, your spiritual health and your social health. And like just thinking about self-care, so much self-care is in physical and mental and emotional. So your self-care might be having a certain amount of sleep. Maybe you have a certain nighttime routine. I know if I don't do, like I don't have a really rigid nighttime routine, but if I don't have some form of wash, so whether it's actually a bath, a shower, or just wash my face and clean my teeth, like if I don't do that, that makes quite a difference to me. And I, I need to actually kind of make a bit of a plan, like recognize whether I say it out loud or I'm just having a thought process about it, what I'm doing the next day. Because what I find is if I actually take the time to do that, I actually sleep better because my brain doesn't wake me up at 3am and say, oh no, you need to do such and such. Because I've already thought about it and kind of got it set in my head, right? I also need to make sure I don't spend time watching really animated, exciting or scary things late at night. If I'm going to watch a kind of scary movie or TV program, I need to make sure it finishes before nine o'clock. So I've got a good hour to rest and like relax my brain before I need to be going to bed. And I know I generally make sure I don't have sweet drinks, like sugary drinks, and I definitely don't have any caffeine and stuff. And it's like knowing that, right? But actually, if you're really, really busy, maybe actually you're just thinking, oh, I just need to get this other thing done. I'll have a coffee. Or I, I'm really busy. The only time I get to go out with these people is like late at night to go do this stuff. Right? What is the stuff that gets in the way? 
And it's one of the things that I found is trying to work out, I, I had to work out which direction to make the list, right? Like, do I make it work out the things that get in the way of me doing my self-care? Do I do that first? Or do I just work out what my self-care is and make myself a really robust list about this is what I need to do. This is what makes a really big difference. This is what makes me able to get up and do my life, right? What are the things that, you know, and you don't have to make it like an exhaustive list. You can do or you can choose like what's the top three things, then what's the top ten things, and then you know, or what's five things in each of those, um, each of the cornerstones from Tifari Tapafa. So you've got twenty. Like what is? There's no minimum or maximum, right? You can have as many as you want that works for you. I do recommend with self care that if you've got over ten things on your self care list, that you make yourself a bare minimum list of anywhere from three to five things. Just because there will be days where we're not doing great, whether it's our physical or our emotional health, or maybe our social health is really down, like you just, I cannot people, like I can't think, I can't make decisions, everything's too hard, right? That you need to make sure you don't have too many things on your self-care list for a day like that. So I think it's really good to kind of have degrees of self-care. So you have your bare minimum, right? Life is really hard. My brain, as I described, my brain hates me days. You know, I can't think everything's difficult. Like, what's your things you absolutely have to do? Right? And then you might have a, just a general, general life. Like, just, you know, how things are going, trucking along, reasonably okay. You're kind of having to put some effort in, but it's still going okay. And then, like, a all of everything list, right? You can actually put in absolutely everything. Like, if the stars align and you have all of the energy in the world and all of the focus in the world, you would get all of these things done. What would you have? Don't have that really giant list being the only one you have for yourself because what will happen is you'll be like, how do I choose one or two things right now to do? Because actually there's too many things on the list. And when we're not doing great with our mental health, quite often decision-making process is out the window. We're not actually able to cognitively think, hey, do I need to have a bath? Should I go for a walk? Should I get some sunshine? Should I ring someone? Should I do some exercise? Like none of that works, right? So would probably fall back to some kind of isolating or relaxing situation. Like mine is always like my self-care is go have a nap, right? Like curl off my bed and have a nap. And it's, it is actually definitely part of my self-care, but it's actually I need to make it so it's my self-care like once, maybe twice a week. It's not an everyday thing. So if you're looking at self-care when things are difficult and you're not remembering to do self-care, one of the things that I got told the other day is that, like, because I always live by the mantra, I'm not saying no to someone else, I'm saying yes to myself. Because sometimes part of self-care is saying no to other people and actually giving ourselves the space to say, hey, I'm just not able to focus on that, I'm not able to do that. And you don't have to give any justifications, you can just say no, I'm not able to do that. And... I, I'd always live by the saying no to someone else or saying yes to myself. And she turned around a little bit, which I really liked. And it was something along the lines of, and I don't have my notes where I wrote it down with me, so I apologize if I get it slightly bit messy when I say it. If you say yes all the time, people can't trust your yes. Right? And it's... It's because if you're always constantly saying yes, but you're having to then say no later because you're not able to do it, or you just can't, you just don't, you say yes, but you don't do the thing because it's just too much, you're not able to. People can't trust your yes. It's like, it's not, not that worthwhile. 
So when you actually take the time to think about it and before you actually say yes to someone and when you say no occasionally, right, and you actually, when you say yes, you do the thing, it means your yes has worth, right? It has more value because actually people get that actually if you say you're going to try and do something, you've got to put everything in to try and do it. And I think that's really important to recognize because so often when my self-care goes out the window, it's because I'm focusing on other people. I'm focusing out, out, outwards, right? I'm not looking at myself. I'm not looking at what's the best thing for me right now, what would keep me going. And a lot of the times I do make decisions and I do say no to things because I need to look after myself or I'm just not capable. But invariably the times I'm doing that is at the moment of time that it's happening. And I'm saying no because I'm not capable of doing it because I've become very unwell or I've become vaguely unwell. Like It doesn't have to be very unwell. It's just like actually anxiety through the woof. I can't leave the house. The idea of doing this just freaks me out completely. I'm saying no. Right? But it's on the day of whatever it is. So it might be a social gathering. It might be offered to help a friend or suggest to helping a friend clean up the house. Like whatever it is. Whereas if I start saying no a bit earlier and taking some self-care of having really like firm boundaries, right? Like not rock hard, immovable boundaries, but firm boundaries that you know we should be saying yes or no to things, right? Actually, if I did that earlier and say, hey, actually, I realized that I've got three things on that, three social things on that day. If I say yes to you, I, I know for a fact that that's actually too much social interaction and too much like physical energy needed. I don't have that. So I'm not going to say yes. I would love to say yes. If we can make it to a different day, I totally will. And we can book you in now. But if, as it stands, I can't do it. Right? I'm going to feel guilty. I'm going to feel bad. Hopefully my friends aren't going to make me feel bad about it. I don't think my evil will. My friends are really great. But it's I need I make myself feel bad. Do you do that? Do you find if you're having to say no to someone else because you need to look after yourself for whatever reason that you actually make yourself feel bad? Like, oh, you have some of this internal dialogue of why do you think you're more important to them? You should just do it. It would be fine. But it's really huge part of self-care is recognizing what we can do and being okay with what we can't do, Right. So recognizing, like if someone says, hey, Vanessa, I, I really want to start doing exercise again. I really want a walking buddy. Can you come and go walking for three to five kilometers every day with me? Be like, I would love to support you. I'm happy to set up maybe sending you a text every morning. That's the limit of what I'm able to do. I can't walk three kilometers, let alone five. And I definitely can't do it every day. Like I would love to get to that point, but I am not there. Like I just need to be really honest, right? I need to be aware of what I can and can't do. And then be honest about that. And that's that's a really important part of self-care because what happens is we actually so often when we get really busy or th- there's so much stuff going on around us, we focus out, right? And so we look after everyone outside of us and not just ourselves. And it's that idea that, you know, if you're on an airplane and the oxygen masks come down, you need to put your oxygen mask on first before someone else's. And it's the same thing with self-care. Before you start helping someone else look after themselves, like whether it's spending time with them, maybe helping them with housework, maybe helping them with childcare, whatever it is. Maybe it's you're at work and you're helping out a colleague get get, a, get something done by a deadline, right? These are all great things to do and I'm not saying not to do those, but it's to be aware of does it impact your ability to take care of yourself first, 
because actually saying once, yes, I'll go do that thing for you, even though you know it means you won't be able to do something that you normally do for yourself, that's fine. But if you do it repetitively, that's where it really, really impacts you. So one of the things I recognize for myself is like I was talking about Te Whare Tapafa, right? So your mental and emotional health, your spiritual health, your physical health, and your social health. Now I recognize while my physical health was kind of not doing great with everything that was going on, I, I wasn't eating the same, I definitely wasn't doing my stretches, my physio exercises, but I definitely, oh, my sleep had got really bad, like I was having a great deal of difficulty sleeping, so I wasn't getting good sleep. And my mental and emotional health, I could tell, like I was stressed, <laughs> like I was stressed out of my noggin, and it wasn't just the renovations, there was a whole lot of things happening for friends of mine, and really not great things, and then there was a lot of stress at work, and then of course COVID, across everything, right? So there was a lot of mental and emotional turmoil, that makes sense. And social-wise, like just the, there was a couple of friends that had really bad stuff happen, so I was really worried about them, so, but also COVID, it just meant I wasn't having the same interactions as I normally would do, right? So all of those made sense to me, and I was like, oh no, my spiritual side, like I'm doing all the things I normally would do, that's all good. And then when I started saying that, I went, oh no, no, I've I've gone to two meditation classes out of eight, right? Or well, at that point of six, two out of six. And it's like that's normally I would have gone to five or six out of six, right? Like if I miss one, it's an exceptional circumstances because something really major is happening. And it's like, oh, like I I hadn't even noticed that was happening. So either I was coming home from work and I was really tired because I was mentally drained, and so I was just having a nap, and then I was not waking up for my seven thirty group. Um, maybe I there was something happening with one of my friends, and I was like, no, no, I need to focus on them. And so there wasn't anything had nothing had happened to impact my spiritual health, but because I was not doing the things I do that I know feed my spiritual side, I wasn't taking the actions that take care of my physical, my spiritual well being. It started getting not great, right? And so that meant all four walls were having impact, being impacted. And so recognizing it doesn't necessarily have to be a direct correlation. It's not just about my physical health is impacted because I'm not sleeping enough. Like that's really direct correlation, right? Like physical health is impacted by not sleeping enough. And then there's other ones. It's like, you know, by all the other things I was doing, it meant I wasn't doing the actions I take to look after my, my spiritual health. So recognizing that because what happens is it's really great when you've got your list of self-care things, picturing kind of where it fits in with life. Like, how is it a daily thing? Is it a weekly thing? Is it just whenever it happens? Is it something that is more important than else? Is it something that interacts with something else on your um, self-care list? Is it something else that interacts with your regular doing list? And just having that idea for yourself, what makes a really big difference, can be so, so huge. But part, one of the things that can make a really big difference for us is having someone to talk to. And sometimes we don't have someone in our life. We need to actually, maybe it's there's no one close to us right now. You feel comfortable talking about the situation. Or maybe it's 2 o'clock in the morning and no one's answering their phone. But it can be really good to have someone to chat to. So what I'm going to do now is play us a series of support lines. So grab a pen and paper and write these down. So the first support line that I want to give you is 1737. Now, that's pretty much what it's called. So need to talk. 1737. It's a free call or text service and it's available 24 7, um, so 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So you'll get to talk or text with 
a trained counsellor and their service is completely free. So if you're feeling anxious or um, run down, depressed, needing to talk to someone, give them a call, give them a text, 1737. The next number I want to give you is the Crisis Assessment Team, or CAT Team, and their number is 0800 50 50 50. So that's assistance for people who are in crisis in the Waikato DHB region. So they're a Crisis Assessment Team, they're part of the Community Mental Health, um, so they are kind of like right up there with when things are going really, really wrong, it's very urgent care is needed um, around mental health. So that number again is 0800 50 50 50. The next number I want to give you is Lifeline. So Lifeline is an amazing service. It's a 24-hour telephone support service available for anyone needing emotional support. So 24-7, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Now their number is 0800 543 And they have trained counsellors and just amazing people that you can have a talk to no matter what time of day it is. The next number I want to give you is the Depression Helpline. Now, the Depression Helpline is related to depression.org.nz. Um, you may have seen some of their ads around, like the um, with John Kewen. They have a whole lot of videos on the online service, but this is the phone line service. So, Depression Helpline, 0800 111 now they're there they're, if you just have someone you need someone safe to talk to, they're available from eight AM in the morning to midnight. And they're a really great service, just someone calm and like gentle to talk to about whatever's going on for you. Now the next number I've got for you is not a mental health support line, it's actually the health line. So it's health information service for all the family and it's staffed by registered nurses who will give information and advice. I have used this line, it's for general health, medical, um, medical health, physical health and it's really amazing because sometimes when things are going wrong with your body you don't know what's happening, you're not sure if we need to go the ambulance route or you need to go to the hospital. They're trained nurses, so they will actually ask you a bunch of questions. You can answer them, and they'll let you know what you need to do, and it's a huge relief. So the Healthline number is 0800 611 116, and that's available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. The next number I want to give you is the Suicide Prevention Helpline. Now, this is support, information and resources to people who are at risk of suicide and or the family of family or whanau and friends supporting them. Now, it's available from midday to midnight and their number is 0508 Totoko, which is 0508 828 Now, the next number I want to give you is the Shine Confidential Helpline. And the Shine Confidential Helpline specialises in domestic violence to help keep people safe from abuse. So their number is 0508744633. And the last number that I want to give you is I want to give you the outline. Now this is a gay and lesbian outline New Zealand. So it's support for people, um, gay and lesbian people, people um, who want to have someone to talk to about whatever's going on around that because quite often we need a bit of extra support and when you're not getting that support that can definitely lead to mental health stuff. So this is a really great line. Um, so the outline, their number is 0800 688 5463. 
I don't stress you missed any of those um, contact details on those support lines. I do play that at the end of every single show of Fighting Stigma. So come back next week and you'll be able to catch some of those details as well. Or actually you can find a podcast of Fighting Sigma show and listen to any of the episodes and you'll be able to find those details at the end. So just if you want on a podcast, you can either go to the Free FM website, so that's freefm.org.nz, so Free FMs or one word, or else you can find us on Spotify or in wherever you get your podcasts from. But that's all we have time for today. So from us all here, take care. At Progress to Health, we provide a range of support for those who have experienced mental illness. People who have dealt with mental illness and associated disabilities are supported holistically to maximise their potential. We want to empower your journey to recovery. Check out our website, www.progresstohealth.org.nz or call us free on 0800 77 57 57. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.